This is a good friend and a good man. Uh, we've been getting to know each other over the last few years. We've been to know Naku as well in the last little while. And it's just wonderful when God brings unity and enables us. And we, we just, as a One Hope community, would love to just, uh, the, the generosity shown and saying, hey, come and join us. Come join us for weeks if you need to. has just been amazing. Something demonic happening with those dogs over there. <laughs> the free, the bees. It's like when the demons left the congregation and went to the pigs. <laughs> That's Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for color. Thank you for your words. Thank you that it brings life. Thank you that we sit under your word, Father. It's authority over us. It speaks into our being. It changes us. It moves us. It stirs us. This is how you've written it. A living word. An active word. Would you bless him as he preaches it this morning? Would our hearts be open? Would you speak deeply to us? In your name. Gonna get the mic, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is for the record, for the stream, and this is I've I've, I've got double mic today. Double mic. The double mic. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, I think, you know, usually when two churches come together, there's a time where the pastor's gonna, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> read one another's emails and kind of seem to suck up to one another and just go, oh, he's so wonderful and all those type of type of stuff. So I thought like I'm going to steer away from that this morning and just be very honest about who Paul is. You know? <laughs> but I, I uh, um, yeah, just for the one of guys that are with us today, um, yeah, I trust that there's, uh, I don't know what, but that there's, uh, there's something of a togetherness in Jesus that we are experiencing. I think we experienced it already, you know. There's something uh, already been very sweet and, and so on of, of this time together. But, um, yeah, I, I want to say about Paul, you know, and I, uh, <laughs> of, the, of, the, um, of, of connecting with pastors, I tell you my experience many times, and I don't know, maybe they experienced me like that as well. It's like there's quite a number of layers that you have to pass before you get to the person, you know behind the cheesy smile and behind the, the, the talk and so on before you get to the person. I must say, rarely, if ever, I, f I found a guy that I didn't need to go there. I felt like what I, s what I saw is, what I, uh, is, is who he is. You know, there was, there was, it, was, it was a man that I felt was authentic and real and uh, heart to heart in the light type of um, connection and fellowship was, was easy. Yeah, it's lucky for me when it, that's around. So, um, then, then, then the other thing, you know, just, just for this morning, I firstly want to say just to the Josh Jen guys, I don't know how many of you guys wanna, want us to do this again instead of meeting in the hall, um, meet outside. But the, my theory is this, my theory is this, for every two meetings outside, we achieve as much as one meeting inside. You know? Because the the glory of God all around us seems to be more distracting than than uh, than me, you know. So uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it. <laughs> but I I uh, um, I want to ask. So um, let's try and uh, and and not get 
too distracted and try and focus and continue to focus on, on, on what we feel and what God wants to do in our midst. Um, when we initially decided to do this meeting, I thought like, well, two churches are coming together. You need to have a message. We, we, it's like the point of today is not what God wants to do in people's hearts. The point of today is two churches coming together. You know, it's like a little bit of a kumbaya type of moment. We all... <laughs> You know, and, and I'll have a message of we all must love Jesus and it's no and we'll just go on and continue. And and it was interesting, you know, and just in considering today, um, Monday when I spoke to Paul, I felt actually that's not what God wants to do. I felt like he doesn't want to just go through the motions and the point is that there's just merely two churches coming together. But there's actually something that he wants to take ground and something that he wants to do in our lives, you know. And I felt even the worship, there was intent of God wanting to show himself and bring bring something uh, with us. And so so even in our chats together, there's this interesting thing. You won't believe it, but God is speaking the same thing to One Hope than to Josh Jen. You would think we serve the same God. It's like I, I, was, I was just absolutely amazed. You know, the same person we're serving. You, you can't believe it. And he has the same message to both of us in our chattings, you know. And, 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 and one of the things that we felt, and, and last week for those of you that were here, there was, look, we need to break out of our mold of, of almost churchy Hannity, where what we have in God is limited to experience like this, or even our home groups. But we need to break out. There's a world that needs to hear us. The glory of God, the kingdom of God needs to break out from amongst us, you know. And we look at the book of Acts that was exactly that. And that's what we want to give ourselves to. And so as I was speaking to Paul on Monday, I said to him, the missing ingredient, the missing ingredient still for us is that we need, we need, we need the power of the Spirit. Surely that's something that the book of Acts had. Surely that's the kickoff when the power of the Spirit break out. You know, everything changes and that's why the guys could do what they did. And so yesterday as I was preparing for this morning, I felt the Lord, I felt God gave me this verse. And so I want to read this to you guys. And I felt God showed me really what is the missing ingredient. So I'm reading Isaiah 43 verse 12. So we don't have um, I don't, well, AV. So for those of cell phones with Bibles on or those that actually have Bibles, um, just quickly go for me with to Isaiah 43 verse 12. For the one-up guys, Isaiah is in the Old Testament. (laughs) 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 It says... It is I who declared and saved and proclaimed. And there was no strange God among you. So you are my witness, sis, declared the Lord. And I am God. And when I read that, I realized that the thing that's going to qualify the witnesses of God is God can walk around the hearts of men and find and declare that there were no, no other gods. You know, uh, um, again, 
I'm, 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 I'm sharing now a little bit out of the house, and I, I mean our local house, of just some of the things that we've been going through as a congregation and a wider congregation the last month, um, where um, God has just been surfacing some hidden things in our lives. It, it started with top leadership, leadership that has confessed of certain sins that they have kind of hide and these things came to the light and were exposed and it was almost a wave of things just amongst us came to the light where people started realizing things that we accepted is not acceptable and God just brought these things to the light and there was a purification of of the way that we speak of the way that we 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 we, we gossip you know we joked about that when we say it's not that I want to gossip but doesn't mean you're not going to gossip right now you know and 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 just the way that we have just diluted truths, sexual purity amongst us that God has just highlighted and brought to the place. And it felt like we finally came finish after that, that wave and it's finally ready for God to work. But you know what? I felt in this last week or two, there's a new thing that God is busy doing. He's walking around the hearts of people in making sure that He's number one. And he's looking at everything. <laughs> we thought he was finished. He's not finished. You know. He's walking around hearts and seeing for anything that we turn for satisfaction, anything that we turn for comfort, anything that we turn for for our desires that is not him. And I know we sing it in our songs. But I feel like he's walking around and making sure that if you're going to be my witnesses and if you're going to be qualified to be my witnesses, let me walk around your heart so that I can declare there is no foreign God, me alone, a king. In Isaiah 55 verse, verse 2, the, the question is asked, why do you spend money on that which doesn't satisfy? Come to me and I will give you that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a serious paraphrase. So... Um, <clears throat> why do you come to me so that I will give you that which satisfied I had uh, in this week I had someone that that find himself stuck in a job situation <laughs> I'm, I'm sure all of us at some stage had it that is just it's killing his soul it's dead and it's influencing him you know in, a, in an hectic way and finally he felt like look I know I'm hanging on to it simply for the finances, but I think there's so much death on it. God is not in it. And I'm going to let my job go, living in Stellenbosch with no new job to hold on to. And the clock is ticking and the bulls are staying and growing, you know. And he, he, he comes to me and we speak about it and he says, I'm willing to follow God in this one no matter what. And I trust that He will give me a job that not only provides, but will satisfy my heart. And I said to him, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not the gift of God that wants to satisfy, but it's God that wants to satisfy. And unless you come to Him for your satisfaction, <laughs> no matter what job out there, even though it drops straight from heaven, even though you're a pastor, What's a joke, really? <laughs> it's not going to satisfy. In fact, it's actually more for us, eh? We, we more in that trap. We spoke at the elders' meeting the other day. It's like just the, um, 
uh, Ruan said, said to me last Sunday, yes, it was a lack of preach. And I said to him, yeah, I felt good in last week's preach, but I can tell you my preach had nothing to do with where I stand with God. And sometimes my best preachers come out of a place that I'm not doing well with God. And it's so deceptive. <laughs> and I feel good. <laughs> but at the end, where am I with God, you know? And so, um, <clears throat> a couple of years ago, I, uh, I was considering, you know, my life. And I... Uh, Thinking, well, when it all ends, you know, you know how it all ends for us. It ends all well for us. We're going to heaven and we're going to be with Jesus forever. And that's so wonderful. And I was considering it, you know. Wow, you know, death is no threat to me. I'm going to be with Jesus. And uh, um, it's going to be so wonderful. And then I, I, just, I just quickly just interrupted myself and I paused and I said, God, I know that it's going to be so awesome to be with you forever and ever and ever. Eternity, it's going to be so great. But before you take me. There's just a couple of things that I really want to see in my life. I've got a calling that I so desperately want to live out on the earth. So just pause a little bit there. I've got a family that I want to see grow up. or I was still needed to get it at that time. I needed to find the one, the wife, you know. And it's going to be so great when I finally got her and so on. So before you come and get me, obviously there's just these things on the earth that I first want to live out. And I felt the Lord whispered this to me. He says, whatever you, whatever, whatever on the earth don't want you to be 100% with me right now is an idol. And I realized that even the dream of a call was an idol. Even the dream of a, of a family and all those things was an idol. And Paul in Philippians 1 he sits with this dilemma in his life. Paul is a dilemma. It's a midlife crisis. It's almost like a, he's a little bit older now. It's his last letter before his pastoral letters, which would be the end for Paul. He's in prison again, you know. He's an old man. I mean, it's like pop geslaan, you know. It's just like he's been through this now so many times. And then he writes this letter. He says, I'll be honest with you guys. There is nothing on the earth that keeps me. My heart's desire is to be with God. And I was thinking, if I'm considering Paul, is there any hook on this earth that keeps me from wanting to be 100% with Jesus right now? Paul had no hook. There was nothing here that could keep him. His heart's desire was full on to be with Jesus. And then he says, but... For your sake. You know, I, I understand that God still has something for me to do here. But let it be known today. My heart's desire is to be with Him. But for your sake and for His purpose's sake, I will stay behind. Now, if I have to die, it's gain. For me to live as Christ, that's where His line comes. And to die is gain. You know, this, this, this world has, a, has certain criteria for us to, to, to look back at our lives and go like, we've done something, we've accomplished something, we've achieved something. The world has certain criteria and listen here, we are so much in the world and those little things are hooks in us all the time. And we want to look back at our lives and say, we have 
done something. We've achieved. We've, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. We want to come back in some ways that the world could say, you were worthy of our applause. You were worthy of our consideration. You were worthy of our, I don't want to say praise. It sounds like wrong, uh, blasphemous. But you are worthy of recognition and acknowledgement. And there's a couple of people on the earth, we see them on magazines, we see them, we read about them, we hear about them, we look at them, we see on our classes that somehow became worthy of the applause of this world. But then there's a couple of people that the Bible writes of, just a handful, just a handful of people that have completely set them free from any hooks that this world could give. Any bit of manipulation that the world could say to them, they were completely free. Every reward that the world could give to them, they had nothing on it. The world hates them because they can't manipulate them. The world hates them because there's no carrot. Come on, recognition, recognition. There's just no hook on them. I want to read you guys Hebrews 11 verse 36. I think it's verse 36, right? In the <laughs> Paul is just clarifying it is in the New Testament. That's <laughs> yeah. no, not a good comeback. <laughs> it says, Hebrew 11, verse 36, it says, And, <coughs> and then others experience mockings scorchings yes also change and imprisonments they were stoned they were sawn in two they were tempted they were put to death with the sword they went about in sheepskins in goats and goatskins being destitute afflicted ill-treated men of whom this world was not worthy Wandering in deserts and mountains, caves, holes, and in the ground. Then there are a couple of people that the Lord will say. There are those that are fined to be worthy of the applause of the world. But then there's a handful of people that the Lord would say, the world are not worthy of them. You see, if you find the applauses and the recognition of this world, heaven does not know your name. And if you are not worthy of this world, baby, nobody knows your name. But your name is echoed in heaven. And your name is celebrated in heaven. As God is looking for a people that is hook-free. And that He can move and do with as He wish. The second point, I actually have points. The second point is, you know, there's something between the will of God and the will of me. And I, you know, in my, in my walk with the Lord, it seems like the further you get uh, down the this journey with God, sometimes, sometimes when He presents His will, He doesn't put a ribbon around it. Sometimes when He presents His will, He makes it quite unattractive and then on the flip side when I consider my will 
it's not evil really guys it is good it's scriptural as well and Jesus eh, want to further the kingdom with it but it just looks a little better <laughs> if I would look at your will it just feels like it needs a little bit of I don't know what to say you know you just need to zoop it up a little bit God I can help you with that and you know God I want to say it emphatically I want your blessing on my will in fact you are welcome on this road with me and and I, I I've come to know it's I think it's one thing that I that I've learned no matter the package of the different worlds every time I've went down the journey of my will it didn't satisfy it left me empty it left me empty and every time I turn to that old grainy will of God it's just so satisfying I want to say the most precious thing on this earth is the will of God I want it I want to know it more than anything what is your will God because I know that's the one that satisfies I know that's the one that gives life. Here stands Jesus. Can I just present the two worlds for you? Father, what is your will? There's a cross. <laughs> There's a couple of nails, big ones. There's mockings. There's scorchings. There's cruciating pain. And the end is death. Father, if in any way, are there any possibility here that we can have a different will? But Father, yet not my will, but your will be done. And he embraced that, which was the cross. And I think God is presenting us again that thing. And I want to ask, and we have the same heart that is in Jesus. Jesus, yet not my will be done, but your will be done. And I know, I know beforehand, I know beforehand, it seems so sucky, sucky. <laughs> but it always, always, without a doubt, presents life. Look, if I want to say the will of God satisfies, you heard about it in Bible school, TMT. <laughs> but you're only going to learn it through walking with God. I have a couple of times, I spoke about it yesterday, where I was just like, it's like, you know, when, 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 the, when the devil presented apple, did God really say? And now that I'm thinking about it, did God really say? I mean, this apple is good on the eyes. It will advance. It will take us further. Surely. <laughs> it was just a type. Oh, oh, okay. Fruit. <laughs> no, I forgot what I want to say. Baby. 
it looked good. But when you taste it, it never satisfies. And a couple of times, I bite the fruit. And I walked away so convinced that it will offer me something better and it left me empty. And so many times I've went to that old grainy cross. Jeez, can't you just put a ribbon around it, you know? Can't you just, I mean, just. And the amazing thing is when they offered him vinegar to just comfort it a little bit, he denied it. Death was his course. (laughs) Death was his way. Lastly, um, it will be the third point. When our hearts, the sign of of our hearts being fully the Lord's will be showing to how little or how much we grab things. Now, this verse has become an anthem for me the last week or two, you know. It's in Philippians 2 verse 5, and I paraphrase with a mixture of lots of translations in there, but the message will come through, all right. Uh, Paul says, he says, Let this mind be in you that was also in Jesus. Now, even though he was equal with God, That's his position. What's Jesus' position? He is equal to God. He did not find the need to ever grab for it. So, I don't know what your calling is. I don't know what what your destiny is. I don't know what your dream is. I don't know what your position is. Jesus was equal to God. Okay? So, I can say with confidence, you're all lower than him. All right? So, so here he is, and he's got all the ammo to set that in place at any time. He can just call the angels, boom, set me apart as the son of God. And then he got born as a servant, as the lowest. And you go like, Jesus, it's time to make your move. Go for it. And he stays just like this. Jesus, they are forsaking you. It's time to show you who you are. And he stays like this. Jesus, they're busy accusing you falsely. They're making you a murderer as them. Make your move, Jesus. Jesus, you're busy dying here. It's now or never. Come on, you need to establish it. And he never. And he remained like that. Even to the place of death never grabbing for it and then the bible says for that very reason god exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name that by the name of jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confess and that's the thing guys there is the promise that we want to grab for And then there's the thing that's already in our hands that we want to keep closed. I had this this week as I was challenging some people and says, listen, let it go. Come on. Come on. Let it go. (laughs) 
And that process to see people die. Oh, let it go. But it's the promise from God. Yes, so was Isaac. Let it go. Let it go. But it's beautiful. Let it go. And uh, as we were speaking about that, I, uh, I had uh, experienced in the last month with three of our leadership couples are leaving Stellenbosch. And so I need to counsel them. <laughs> I don't know if it's the will of God. <laughs> and my wife is saying, <laughs> let go. <sighs> and so, so Delia, I heard Delia had two job options. Delia's finishing with us. She's got two job options. The one is in Stellenbosch at Capitec. I mean, this is the smell. This must be God. <laughs> or then the other one is in mutual somewhere. Anyway, not in Stellenbosch. So I need to counsel. Oh, what do you think? <laughs> She's not yours. I confirm that. Whoever said so. <laughs> but whatever it is, I need to share and speak like this, not like this. Um, And uh, the question then arose, why is this such a problem? Do you want to be successful? No, I don't want to be successful. <laughs> is your reputation important? No, my reputation. <laughs> Let it go. And I felt with every area, God is just coming in people's lives. And he goes, like, come on, let it go. It's amazing how I can see in my own heart what things are and what things are, are like this. I'll just be in a normal conversation and somebody will say something and something in my heart goes like this. Oh, why is that so important? Or I would speak to some people and I will suddenly see this. Whoa, what do we have there? Do you want to be free? Truly want to be free. Truly want to be a free people. This is a free people. This is a free people. You truly want to be a witness of God? <laughs> uh, this is what he's longing for. This is the type of life that God is looking for. And I'm speaking about my wife, my family, my calling, my promises. Everything is yours, God. There's nothing on this earth. And it's amazing, you know, we just kind of negotiate with God. Uh, just a punky. <laughs> just a little. One thing about Jesus, he never kills us halfway. <laughs> he's not a torturer. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please give context. 
And the only way that, that life can ever flow through us is when death finds its way. Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8, he says, Death is continuously working itself in me so that life can be working in you. Brokenness is finding its way continuously in me so that life can be working in you. Whoever holds on to his life. I'm not speaking about sex, drugs and rock and roll here. I'm speaking about the good. Whoever hold on to his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life ah, will find it. This is the most freeing and the most satisfying place that any man can be. And Jesus is calling us, let it go. Let it go. So that I can freely walk through you. I'm going to quickly pray. I want maybe the worship team. Is, is this okay, Paul? If we... If we... Second loss. Which one? Okay. So, 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 so let's, let's pray quickly. I know, I know sometimes, you know, we, we become altar call weary. So I'm going to warn you beforehand so that you guys don't feel tricked. But I want us to consider our hearts a little bit. And if we are ready to go like, you see, I, and that's the thing, you know, I, I can't get some of my fingers, I can't get off things. Yesterday I said, I can't get my freaking fingers off this thing. It doesn't want to let go. Come and do it, God. I give you permission. Do it. So I want to ask if that's the life that you want to walk. <laughs> Where God truly is king on our hearts, number one. I want us to be acknowledged it today, all right? So please maybe close your eyes. <laughs> Father, I, I pray as it's really been a time that it feels like you've been walking around our hearts. Seeing if there is any foreign gods. Seeing if there's anything taking a position which is not you. Even though it comes from you, it is not you. And Father, I want to pray, even as you consider our hearts, as you consider our lives, that which we grab on, that which we hold on to, that which we turn to for satisfaction, that which we turn to for hope, that which is presented in our hearts as a dream slash fantasy, <laughs> that we pursue outside of you. I pray God that today you will let that go. And for some of you maybe you know exactly what it is and you can get your hands off that thing and open it. For some of you it is so dear and it's so ingrained to you. You know it's there but you can't get your hands off. But you can say, God, it is yours. Help me. 
in that sense, I give you permission. And so if that is you, if you want to acknowledge that before God, can you please stand? Father, I thank you as you search our hearts, as you walk around it. <laughs> you are looking to declare, I have found no foreign gods. Thank you for your working. Thank you for your cleansing. I thank you for your establishing as you on the throne. Father, I pray every heart that you see here. Father, let us open up the hand. Or at least give you the permission to open up the hands. Pray, Lord, that you will come and honor that and work that. I pray, Father, that not only as individuals, but as a people, Lord, in the church of Stellenbosch, Father, you will find truly this testimony that there were no foreign gods amongst them in their hearts. Me alone was supreme and on the throne. Bless you, God. Let me praise you.